Hey everyone, this is Wesley Town. Welcome to Better Days Season 4, a conversation around making good when all feels bad. Let's jump into today's episode. Being a leader in this moment is challenging. We are living through an unprecedented and complex moment in modern history. The people we are leading are searching for answers, carrying various burdens, and trying to process a crisis no person has ever faced in their lifetime. So how do we lead people right now? How do we lead ourselves? And how do we lead our team through a moment like this? How do we make good when all feels bad as a leader? Last week, I did a few talks to church leaders around how to address mental health in this moment for themselves, for their staff, and for the people they care for. We must speak into this reality and moment and not shy away from it. Here are six tips for leaders to wisely address the moment we are living through. Number one, we should talk about mental health and suffering in this moment. One in five adults in America experiences a mental illness. The number of people struggling during a global crisis like we are living through is exponentially increased. And for some who have been dealing with personal suffering before the crisis, what they're going through now is intensified during the crisis. Every one of us is suffering in some way or another. So let's not pass by this reality. Because we are living through an unprecedented global crisis, there are a myriad of factors related to suffering and how people are feeling that it's so important to speak about, address, and open up the conversation. Number two, we should talk about mental health and suffering with care and compassion. Right now, one of the most important things you can do as a leader is to care for people where they are at. And as you're caring for them where they are at, speak with genuine empathy and compassion for the suffering and grief people are facing. There's been a seismic shift in everyone's life, and there are unintended consequences during a crisis. So your compassion and validation will give you the platform to lead and influence during a time of suffering. Let me say that once more for just a general statement for all of us. Compassion and validation give us the platform to lead and influence during a time of suffering. To put another way, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Or you could say, people don't care how great a leader you are until they know that you notice and care about them. There is a verse in the New Testament that says, weep with those who weep. Let me just paint a picture for you. All of us are driving a proverbial car right now. And there are people that we drive past that are hurting. It's so easy with all of the things that we have to do and all of the lists and all the leadership and all the time that we're working, it's so easy to drive right past the people that are suffering and not even notice or address them. The most important thing we can do is not drive past them, but stop our car, pull over, get out of our car and see and notice and care for with compassion the people that are hurting around us. Let's not pass by people right now. 
Let's care for people where they are at. Number three, we should have frequent team check-ins. Check in with your team. See how they're really doing. Everyone is experiencing elevated levels of stress, anxiety, fear, worry. Everyone is feeling the realities of disruption and the dysfunction that this crisis is bringing to our lives. Everyone is feeling a little bit of grief, even if you don't notice that in yourself. Grief over losses, grief over the loss of so many things and so many possibilities because all of life has changed seismically overnight. So check in with your team. Don't just lead your team. Don't just direct your team right now. Care about how your team is doing, their emotional and mental needs right now. So you're like, Wesley, how can I do that? Great question. Here's a way you can do this. You can use a metaphor and paint a picture. You can ask your team, let me know how you're doing right now. I really care about you. Here's a great metaphor. Green light, yellow light, red light. Green light is, I'm doing great. Yellow light is, I'm doing okay. Red light is, I'm not doing well at all. And you can assess that by asking your team, which category would you be in? Green light, yellow light, or red light? Another metaphor you can use is this. Do you have a full tank, a half tank, or an empty tank? This is a really great analogy because this allows people to share if they are full right now, if they are half full right now, or if they're running on empty. And this assessment allows you to encourage your team to make sure that they are taking care of themselves, to make sure that they are sleeping well, eating well, exercising, getting time to do things they enjoy, taking time to take care of the responsibilities in their household so they don't feel like they're carrying weights and burdens um, as they are engaging in their work as well, making sure that they have some some elasticity and freedom and margin if they have kids to invest in their kids who are at home right now. I think it's really important to be merciful and compassionate to your team right now and also to encourage them to fill up their tank. So we should have frequent team check-ins and people will appreciate that you care about their well-being. Number four, we should have frequent self-check-ins. We are on the front lines of a global crisis. If you're a leader, you are leading in an unprecedented time and you're leading in a very challenging time. If you're a church leader, you're on the front lines of a crisis caring for people spiritually and often practically. And most leaders are working more than they've ever worked before. This is interesting and I want you to think about this. There's a lot of research around the emotional stress and trauma that first responders experience and how that affects their mental health. A lot of us right now are first responders in various facets of what people are dealing with around this crisis as leaders. And you've got to be attuned to your stress right now. We're all experiencing a stressful event, but stressful events aren't meant to last forever. And the stress that we feel and experience physiologically isn't meant to last forever. After a stressful event, there's what's called the recovery phase, where we experience the physiological changes 
in our body around the stressful event, but then we go back to normalcy. We go back to homeostasis. We go back to where we were at biologically, physiologically, before we experience a stressful event. During a time like this, if you don't manage your stress, and if you're not taking care of yourself with your basic human needs, it is easy to go into the exhaustion phase of stress where you are continuing to feel those elevated levels of stress hormones, where you continue to experience the physiological changes long-term, perpetually, of stress, this can lead to a phase that affects you mentally, emotionally, relationally, vocationally, physically. Every part of you as a human can be affected by the exhaustion phase. It's so important that we as leaders are attuned right now to how we're doing, that we're aware of how we are living through this, coping through this, walking through this reality. And I guess my encouragement for you is this, output needs input. High levels of output should be met with high levels of input. Make sure you're taking care of yourself right now. Make sure that you're filling up your tank mentally, emotionally, physically, and relationally as you lead through this time. The worst outcome of leading through a crisis for all of us would be to burn out during the crisis or at the end of the crisis. What we need to be thinking and navigating is a focus on the future, meaning how am I managing my stressors right now? How am I filling up my tank? How am I taking care of myself so that when the crisis is over, I'm still filled up. I'm still doing well so I can continue to lead out of the crisis. It's not just important that we're assessing and stewarding how we're leading in the crisis, but it's important that we're also thinking about our health to lead out of this crisis and to care for people and to lead and influence post this reality. So make sure that you are giving yourself time for input. It's important that we have output right now, but it's equally important that we have input. Number five, we should offer informed answers. Particularly if you're a spiritual leader right now, make sure when you address the topics of mental health and suffering that you are addressing them in an informed manner. You don't have to be an expert to understand the human condition, but we often give oversimplified answers to complex problems. We need to understand that every person has a unique context and experience, even in the midst of a shared crisis. We cannot give a solve-all answer when we address a complex reality. My encouragement for you is to be informed. When you speak around anxiety or depression or grief or suffering, make sure that you're not just giving cliche answers. Make sure that you're not just saying something because you heard it, but that you're actually reading and doing research and building an understanding that helps you to address it in a true and valid and helpful way. People need to know that you see them, care about them, and love them. 
And one of the ways that we do that is by not oversimplifying answers for complex realities. One of the ways that we do that is by not dismissing people's experience or reality by trying to fix them with oversimplified advice. We should offer informed answers. And sometimes informed answers are not solutions, but pathways and perspectives. Sometimes informed answers are most likely not solutions, but truly painting a picture how people are feeling and loving them during that reality. Number six, we should communicate honest hope. Hope is important during a time like this. And honest hope is hope that is present in the pain. Honest hope is hope that validates the pain. But honest hope also is a hope that has expectation for better days ahead. This is real. And this experience that we are sharing right now can easily overshadow hope. We can become so overwhelmed and entrenched by this reality that we lose sight of hope. But I want to encourage you, there is hope. There's hope for your life. There's hope for your city. There's hope for your church. There's hope for our nation. And there's hope for the world. Hope is an ever-present reality during pain and suffering. And we can't forget that there is hope for better days ahead. Leaders, your role is not easy during a moment like this. However, you have a chance to truly lean into people's lives that you influence. How we engage in this moment will influence our future leadership. Be a human. Care about people. Let people know how you're feeling, how you're navigating this, and let them know that you genuinely care about where they're at and you want to help them by addressing it, by encouraging them to take care of themselves, to fill up their tank, to process their needs, and to truly love them in a moment of crisis and challenge. There are better days ahead. Much love to you all. I look forward to talking with you again next week. Thanks again for joining me. I hope you were encouraged. I would love for you to help me to spread the word to bring hope for better days to as many people as possible. You can send a link to your family and friends, post something on your social media, and write a review on iTunes. Thank you so much for your support. I can't wait to connect with you again next week for another episode of Better Days.